Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. It's 10 o'clock, you sit down, you're waiting for the director to say we're going on air in five seconds and you have to adopt the pause. It's like that, okay? That's Hugh Edwards giving a lesson on how he anchors the 10 o'clock news. But will he ever make it back on air on the BBC? The worst kept secret on the internet is now out in the wild and Edwards has been named as the BBC presenter at the centre of an explicit pictures scandal first published in the Sun newspaper. It took the newsreader's wife, Vicky Flind, to go public with his name after five days of social media guess who gossip. In a statement, she said Edwards is receiving inpatient hospital care for his mental health after a serious episode worsened by recent revelations. On Friday, The Sun made serious allegations regarding an unnamed high-profile BBC presenter that claimed they had seen evidence of them paying a teenager up to £35,000 for explicit photographs. But the young person at the centre of the controversy said nothing inappropriate or unlawful happened. Now, fresh claims reported by the BBC have emerged of what's been described as inappropriate social media messages allegedly sent by Edwards to three junior staff members. The scandal has rocked the corporation, although the Metropolitan Police says officers have assessed the claims and found no information indicating a crime's been committed. For the latest, the Leader Podcasts, joined by Evening Standard Arts correspondent Robert Dex. Rob, what's the latest you're reporting? Obviously, things took a turn, shall we say, last night when um, Hugh Edwards' wife put out a statement that finally identified him, said he was being treated in hospital and that he would address the story when he was well enough to do so. I think where we are this morning is almost the story is now about the story in that um, the son said, we're not going to print anything else. The Met Police said, we're not investigating any crimes here. The BBC last night um, had some allegations of sort of iffy behaviour at work, shall we say. Um, so flirtatious texts and that sort of thing sent to, to junior members of staff. And I think now we're almost sort of stopped and people are now talking about the story itself. So people who like to have a pop at the Sun are having a pop at the Sun. People who like to have a go at the BBC are having a go at the BBC. And I think that's almost the reporting of the of the story is now what is news for a while until we get any more information. What's the background? The story initially came out and um, it was an unnamed BBC presenter, which again sort of had this strange knock-on effect that lots of other BBC presenters were suddenly dragged into it because anyone who had a personal grievance against Mr X on New South West or whatever would say, well, I bet it's you online. And that sort of led to a whole other issue. And so unfortunately for the BBC, um, it was released in its annual report this Tuesday. 
So the director general was already arranging to be in a room full of journalists, or rather on a Zoom call full of journalists, and that gave it fresh legs. Um, he told us then that the BBC investigation had been paused at the request of the police. And so now the police have said there is no criminal investigation. We are back to the BBC. It um, that will probably be the next news of substance, shall I say, in that the BBC will have to do this quickly, and I think that will probably happen sooner than we might expect because I think that the BBC will obviously want to be seen to investigate it thoroughly, but I think we'll very much want to do it as quickly as it decently can as well. About 10 minutes ago, I had an email telling me that next Tuesday, Tuesday the 18th. Tim Davey and the acting chair of the BBC, um, Ellen Cross Stevens, will um, be pulled up before the Lord's Communication Committee to talk about it as well. So it may well be that more comes out then as well. And what's your view on whether there's a public interest aspect to this red top tale? The classic is that it is of interest to the public, but it's not of public interest, isn't it? That's what people would say. What others would say is this is a man who is paid from the public purse. Um, and also, I think you do have to take in, he's not just a BBC newsreader, is he? He is the top of the top. He is the man who puts on the black tie and tells the world the Queen has died. He is about as representative of the BBC as you get, if you like. And therefore, the Sun would say that makes him more of a public interest story because it's not, he's not just, I don't know, reading the weather or reading the news in the West Country. Do you know what I mean? He is a figurehead for the BBC. You will know as well, I'm sure you've had this, whenever any story like this comes out, and I, you know there have been many over the years where the Red Tops always include that marvellous sort of cut-out headshot of a person with a question mark in the middle of their face uh, without identifying them. I instantly get messages from friends, family saying, who is it? You know, who is this guy? Who is this woman everyone's talking about? So people are interested. You know, we, we can be as high-minded as we like, but I mean, I was interested. I wanted to know who it was, and I'm sure a lot of people did. I think the debate about whether it was in the public interest will go round in a circle and we probably won't get an answer. Or rather, everyone will get the answer they like. Where does this leave the BBC's reputation? The BBC, as a large corporation, as the thing that it is, doing our TV and our sport and our news, cannot be held responsible for one of its presenters behaving in a way that some people find distasteful, immoral, what have you. The other problem for the BBC, I think, is probably... A complaint came in about a senior member of on-screen talent. That doesn't seem to have rung many alarm bells. And, and certainly we were told earlier this week that the first the director general or the chairman of the BBC heard about it was when the Sun phoned the press office and said, oh, we've got this story, what, what do you say? So it looks to me like there's some internal issues the BBC has to sort out, which is whistleblowing. Um, do, do junior staff feel confident to blow the whistle and or complain about senior staff? And are they able to? And, and how do they deal with complaints from outside? Let's go to the ads. Coming up, what's the future looking like for Hugh Edwards and the BBC? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Rob, what do you make of the social media gossip aspect of this whole episode? The privacy law itself, in a funny way, is, is also partly to blame, isn't it? In that the Sun didn't say 
this money to Edwards. It just said it's a major BBC presenter, which then gave license to everyone on Twitter or Facebook or whatever to say, I think it's you, I think it's you. And people like Nicky Campbell saying, well, look, I'm going to take legal action against you. And that was just a total mess. And, and, and funny enough, sort of fed the story in a way, made it a bigger story. Because rather than it being about one man, it was now about X amount of men who hadn't done something wrong, but had been accused of doing something wrong. So it was just another angle to it. I mean, the thing with social media is... It makes us all publishers, doesn't it? But while we all have the ability to publish, we don't always take the consequences that perhaps, say, a publisher like Standard or The Sun or the BBC takes. You know, if I write a story about this, it is seen by a trained media lawyer. Now, the trained media lawyer does not look at my tweets before I send them. Um, and he doesn't look at the tweets of everyone else before they send them. And I think something will have to be done. What it is will be greater minds than mine. I don't know. In your opinion, is there any way back to the Beeb for Edwards now? My gut feeling is no. I mean, just to say, the, the statement put out last night by his wife said... Once well enough to do so, he intends to respond to the stories that have been published. So clearly, he feels he has something to say and something that can be said in his defence or, you know, to help him. And I know John Sopel said that he'd been in contact with him before he was hospitalised and that he was angry at the Sun's coverage and the BBC's coverage. So oh, clearly he feels he has some defence and we are going to hear that at some point. Whether he can go back to the, the, the top job he held, I don't think so. I mean, major state, national, international events, it was his voice you heard. And I think what's happened will at the very least be a distraction from that. And I don't think he'll he'll, he'll be coming back. Not that long ago, a couple of years ago, I think, we talked about um, previous struggles with depression and actually that he thought about retiring from the job anyway. More broadly, what's your view on the future of the BBC and the licence fee with all the competition from streaming services? I think it will change, but I think it will survive. Funnily enough, before this happened, the biggest scandal that the current Director General had to deal with was Gary Lineker's habit of tweeting back to Twitter again. And, and he um, he obviously suspended Lineker for much of the day for a while. And, you know, Lineker's fellow presenters basically came out on strike and we ended up with that weird time where... Um, we got match of the day without any commentary or without any um, introduction. And that revealed that millions and millions of people take it for granted in, in a funny way, because people are suddenly like, what's going on here? What's happened? Why haven't I got Gary Lineker telling me about Crystal Palace against Burnley or whatever on Saturday night? So I think it's one of those things. It's it's only when it's threatened with going that people realise what it is and what the value is. Yes, it will be diminished. Yes, it will struggle. But whenever there is a major event, a lot of people, millions and millions of people in this country want to watch it on the BBC. Things like Netflix, they obviously they have their virtues and they do some things really, really well and they do other things not so well. But one thing they tend not to do, which is annoying for people like me, is put out viewing figures. Now, if their viewing figures were so good, they would put them out. While we can be a bit sort of entranced by some of the Netflix shows, and not not just Netflix, but, you know, other organisations, the shows they put on and what they do and how good they are, they do not have the reach of the BBC. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.